Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Sometimes, the, well, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's been falling uh, on, in the garage basement area of my house where I have boxes packed and my wife and I are biting our nails. So today, I'm going to speak to Barry for three hours and the rest of you can go out there and have some water and, you know, we need a coffee machine, but I just, I digress. Because <laughs> there are some of us in here that need three cups of coffee, maybe, I don't know. Let's bow our heads and let's Close our eyes and let's give him thanks. Father, we love you today. We ask you that your Holy Spirit speak to hearts. It's not what I have to say, Father. It's what you have to say. Let your Holy Spirit have his way this morning. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So many things that I'd love to tell you, so many things that I'd love to spend time with today, and but I know that the the mind can only withstand what the backside can take. I'm, so <clears throat> I'll, try to, I'll try to be brief, but give me some room, if you will, to let the Holy Spirit speak to you, okay? Is that all right? Yeah, I'm excited, and, you know, this, it's a bittersweet for my wife and I, my family and I, because, you know, Ecclesiastes tells us that there's a time for everything. You know, there's a time to see your children graduate from high school, as my wife and I got a chance to see my daughter graduate from college and get married at the same time, around the same time frame. <laughs> and uh, God put that all together, made it all possible, and helped us to see all that through. But all of a sudden, you wake up, and all of a sudden, it's time to make that retirement change. And for us, you know, things happen so quickly. We wake up one day, we're part of a great and exciting church, and then it's time to move on. So for that, you know, we say we love you. I can't say I'm sorry because it is what it is, but I will say that we will, like the man said, I'll be back. <laughs> we will be around because we have family out here and, of course, you know, you loved ones, and so we'll be around. But it's time to, to make some changes and move on, and we've been busy with that. So if I ramble on a little bit, hopefully you can stay awake with me. Is that all right? You have, you have my permission to go out and get some Starbucks and come back because you can catch the reruns. You know, I'm, we're, my wife and I have been very excited to be a part of this congregation. You know, everywhere we've been in the last four and, a, four and a half decades, you wake up and all of a sudden it's been 45 years or so. We've been a part of some wonderful churches, but you guys clearly are among the best. Uh, we're excited to see your growth, and we will continue to watch, guys, I'm telling you. I am thankful. We are thankful. Because you're a church that knows how to minister to the Lord. I want to shout out to these musicians today. We had Nashville up in here. You didn't know it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Diane, for, and, and team. You know, appreciate the banjo. We have a fiddler in the house. You probably didn't catch up to it with him last week. But, um, I, you know, I forgot to ask for that. I should have had the fiddler up here, our fiddler. You know, I love it. I love a good country gospel song. 
And I was listening to that, and I just want to run around. I wanted to go back to my Pentecostal roots this morning, Diane. I was ready to run around the aisles. I was just, you know, there's no grave that's going to hold our body down, guys. We are, and this is what I want to talk about in a little bit here. You guys know how to minister to the Lord. You guys know how to minister to each other. And you guys clearly are ministering to the world. And it only follows. You guys are growing. You may not... Some of us that have been around here, I woke up and three and a half, almost four years have gone by. I've, I've even lost count. I think it's like been four years, maybe three and a half to four. And I've, I've watched this congregation grow, and you're doing it the right way. But here's what you got going on that you may not understand, or maybe you, maybe you notice it. I know we have, my wife and I have, because we've seen churches, we've, seen, we've been in quite a few things Church-wise, we've seen the good and we've seen the bad, and I'm sorry to say we've seen the ugly. But i got to tell you that we're excited because of what we see here because you guys, you guys love on people. Folks, one of the major things that I want to tell you today, you can't sell this thing if you, don't, if you didn't buy it yourself. If you don't have a walk with God where you're excited about him, you can't sell it. Okay, and so one of the one of the I want to talk to you about one of the things I want to share with you today is that I want you to learn how to buy into Him. I want you to enjoy your God. I can't tell you how much it means to me that I can sit in my back deck at my house, or I can go to my fir tree in the back corner. And I can talk to my God, and he listens. Why do I know he listens? Because I come on church, to church on Sunday morning from talking to him about some things during the week, and Pastor Sean finishes with the Bible and verses and <laughs> examples. That's how I know that my God talks back to me. I hear his voice, and you can too. People have said some very kind things to me, but you, I wish I had time, and, and I don't. But... Folks, we stand on broad shoulders. There are people that, have, that you may not meet in this life that have been praying for you and your situation. There are people that maybe you may not get to know in this life that have prayed for your undying soul. Your seat in this church was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the prayers of the faithful saints, people who I've had the privilege over the years of meeting and being around some wonderful people. You know, people have said some kind things about me, but I, 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 I have to help. I have to love on people. I have to give because somebody did it for me. Somebody did it for my wife, my, my daughter, my children. Somebody was there for me, and somebody's there for you. I want to say something here that's not part of my notes, so forgive me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on time. Every young people listening to the sound of my voice right now, whether you're online or, or here with us today, never, ever, ever again say that you feel alone. You have people, you have old timers like me, and I won't say my wife, I won't go there. <laughs> you have old timers like me that are praying for your undying soul. We want you to rock for God. I want these musicians to rock with the flock and jam with the lamb. So you got to help me. 
This was part of, not part of my notes, but I'm going to dive into it anyway, so stay with me. Fasten your seatbelts. I want to talk to my brothers and sisters. Is that okay? I want to talk to you. Let's get real. This is real life church. That's why I love you, because let's get real. This is not patty cake church. This is real life church. We come to, on Sunday mornings to celebrate. I've been a part of churches for years, Diane, that people are saying, the music is too loud. <laughs> I love you. Don't get mad at me now. Like the old time preachers on the radio would say, don't turn that radio off. Leave it on. We're here for a ceremony. We're here for a celebration. It's a party, y'all. So get with it, would you? <laughs> Give God praise. Give him a clap of praise right now. Give him a clap of praise. We've got to get in the right mindset. You know, there was these two New York City kids from Puerto, family from Puerto Rico that were spiritually born in 1979. And it was a church a lot like this, where people were walking the walk and talking the talk. They weren't just talking, they were, they were doing it. They were loving on people. And fast forward to today, thankfully, that's what we've had. This church, you guys, keep on loving people, but love on your God first. Spend time with him. You've got some tough problems. He's a big God. I want to thank the, the audiovisual team a big shout out. I love, I love my musicians, but I want to thank the audiovisual team because you don't know this, but um, last year my wife and I went to Florida. We went to St. Pete's Beach, take a break. <clears throat> we went, we got a third floor condo. And uh, y'all don't know this, but Diane, Holly, and Brian were singing to people on the, on the condo, on the deck we had. We had you guys full blast. You guys were rocking it for God. You didn't know it out in St. Peach Beach. So you don't know where this broadcast is going, and that's okay. And soon you will be live and in, in, in living color in Puerto Rico, so look out. So I want to thank, thank the AV team for all you do, guys. Let's give them a hand, would you? Let's give them a shout out. Thank you, guys. Okay, now we can start with my sermon. There is a term, an Aramaic term, Hebrew, Aramaic, Abba. And it's, I'm not talking about the musicians. That's another conversation. Um, but Abba means father. I was looking this up because I had an experience some years ago. I had to call uh, one of my colleagues from work who, he was a software developer guy. I had to call him on his day off. But, you know, got to do what you got to do. Anyway, Jacob was from Tel Aviv, Israel. He had a very thick accent. So when I called his house, and this was back in the day when we had, uh, we didn't have cell phones, we had those uh, home phones, you know, landlines. And uh, I called the house, and this little girl, might have been about six years old, you know, she picks up and she goes, hello? <laughs> I go, hi, can I, um, can I talk to Jacob, your dad? And she goes, okay. And then, you hear the phone go down, <clears throat> and then you hear at the top of her lungs, she goes, Abba! I, I know what that word means. <laughs> Abba! And it, it, it stuck with me. It was a reminder. You know, God has a way of reminding you of things. He brings thoughts to your, to your remembrance during the week. And that stayed with me. 
I want to go to the scriptures now and talk about a man who had a walk with God. First Samuel, we can bring that up, verse 17. And I, without going into too much depth, but, you know, David said to Saul, oh, no, wait a minute, is that the right? Okay, getting ahead of myself here. 17, verse 34, 1 Samuel th- uh, 17. Yeah, okay, there we are. But David said to Saul, and David was trying to sell to Saul and the armies about being able to be allowed to go after Goliath. More about that in a moment. But David was trying to sell this. And he told him, he said, you know, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has denied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And with that sales pitch, Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Let's get the picture here. Can we go back to the beginning on that? Let's, go, let, let's walk through this. There's so much here, and I wish I had time to go into it all. But this is helpful. It helped me many years ago when I saw this. David was minding his own business. Well, minding his dad's business. He was tending to sheep. So he, here he was in the hills with the sheep, you know, bah, you know, walking with them. The spirit of the Lord is... You know, he's tending sheep, but he's having, he's tending sheep, but he's having church. He took his God to work. You know, we take our kids to work day. He took his God to work every day, every day he went with God. And this was before, you know, Caleb or, you know, radio. He was taking his God to work. And then when he was minding his own business, the bear and the lion came. Let me say that again. Here you are minding your own business, and the bear and the lion will come. You're minding your own business, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, what is this? A lion and a bear. But you see, because David started a good habit, he had a good result. He started a good habit, and he got a good result out of it. And the interesting thing is, he no longer was afraid. He had his God. He was a little guy with a big God. Can he say amen? He's a little guy, but he had, historians tell us he was a little guy. He was a small stature, but he had a big God. And speaking of big, Godzilla shows up in front of the children of Israel, And the experienced veteran combat soldiers were scared. Men who knew how to fight, die, and see blood, guts, and gore were scared because they saw this, you know, human skyscraper. They got scared. But note 
David's attitude. David looked at Goliath and saw a dirty dog, uncircumcised Philistine, and he got mad about it in his head. Let's travel with me, if you will. Let's read into the scriptures, if that's okay, a little bit. He was looking at this challenge, and he was like, who does this guy think he is? Who does he think he is standing against my soldiers, my people, my veterans? So who does he think he is standing in front of God? So who does he think he is? I'm going to take him down, and I'm going to take him out. And if you read a little bit further in the book, you'll see that not only did God give him the skill set Oh, you're not listening. God gave him some skill sets that he didn't have. He put together a 45 caliber slingshot. Is that right, Brother, Brother Chuck? God knows how to give you things. He knows how to give you ingenuity. I've had a 45-year IT career, and I will not take credit for it, Brother Brian. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. God gives you things. He opens doors for you. Not only did David take Goliath down, if we read further in the book, we see that David took him out completely, cut his head off. For emphasis, like they say in Texas, for emphasis, took his head off. To make a point, we need to make that point ourselves. Can God's people say amen? amen? Let's turn with me <clears throat> over to 2 Samuel verse, or chapter 6 of 2 Samuel. Those of you following along with the scriptures, for 2 Samuel 6, verse 16 to 23. <clears throat> it was time to party because the ark of the Lord was entering into the city of David. Michal... I had to look that up, by the way. I wasn't sure how to pronounce, but it's Michal. <laughs> Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. The wife was watching her husband come in. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Ladies, I love you. I've been married for 45 years, but know my wife a little longer than that. And there's times when she has a, a little bit of, eh, not always on the same page with me. That's okay. But I want you to pay attention, please, all of you, to this, because it, it becomes kind of important. It becomes not so good. So after he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a, a loaf of bread. <clears throat> you know, the party was on. A cake of dates and a cake of raisins to each to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites both men and women all the people went to their homes when David returned home to bless his household Michal daughter of Saul came out to meet him and said and we, we got to read sometimes. When we read some of these scriptures, we have to kind of look in this a little bit. You got to read behind the lines a little bit. She said, you know, attitude. How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today? Going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would. 
here you are, King David, break dancing in front of the slave girls. I didn't like it. But sometimes we husbands, we have to, we get on our wives. <laughs> I'm not encouraging anything here, trust me. David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. Don't look now, honey, but it's going to get worse. And I will be humiliated in my own eyes. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to party before my God. I love it. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And here's the sad part. Here's the thing that I want to focus on a little bit this morning as I can. And Michal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Folks, I want you to get this. I want to leave you with these thoughts. I want you to understand. You know, I, as I said before, my wife and I have been walking with the Lord for, you know, almost, you know, close, almost 50 years, really. We've, like I said, we've seen God do some wonderful things. I wish I had time to tell you about miracles. I don't, ladies and gentlemen, I don't need a, you know, a television ministry or radio ministry to tell me about the goodness of God and his miracle-working power. We've seen a few things. <clears throat> we've seen miracle healings, Diane, in hospitals. We were there when we saw a lady get completely healed. A woman was in a car wreck. And I, and I don't have time to go into the story. I'd be happy to share later. But this woman had broken bones. And she was, we got the phone call the next day after we had prayed. And by the way, did we go over there to go, <laughs> you know, none of that weird stuff? No. No. We just went there. We visited. We weren't even there for her. We were there for our friend next to her in the bed. And we were visiting our friend who had a routine surgery. She was fine. But we just prayed over her. And the next day we heard about the woman walked away. The doctors and nurses were besides themselves because the woman had, Diane, you got, you, my nursing ladies, you can appreciate this. The woman was in a body cast. And I, on and on and on, we can tell you what God has done for my wife, what, he's done for, what God has done for me. I'm a cancer survivor. 2008, cancer free. I know we go through stuff and I know that we see stuff, but God can, folks. God is able, and we need to understand. We need to drink from his well. We need to build ourselves up. We are living in a day and age where bad news is all around all the time, 24-7, 365. We need to change that and flip the script. We need to get on the highway like I saw a lady. <laughs> I was driving to Kansas City to work one morning. It was a Monday morning, I think it was, because I know my, my mind was not on... God, unfortunately, is probably on work, but I'm driving down, driving up the highway, and driving next to me is a woman, and she's driving, and she's like this. She says, 
She has her eyes on the road, but her mind, I hope it was on God. I don't know. Maybe it was a good song that she liked. I don't know. I, she was having, it looked like she was having church. And I, it, it, it struck me. It struck me right there. I was like, why not? <laughs> so I turned the station to the Christian station, and I started listening to some praise music. Why not? Why not take God to work with you? Why not pray over those mean people? I was talking to Brother Brian earlier before church. You know, you're going to have people at work who's going to yell at you. Am I, in the, am I alone in the house? Anybody here have somebody yell at you at work for, you didn't even deserve it, but you had nothing to do with it, but they're yelling at you? You need God. You need God's spirit rolling on you. Yeah, somebody's laughing in the background. Yeah, I know. Been there. I, had, I, had, I worked with a man recently that I think the man was bipolar, I swear. But, I mean, out of the clear blue, you know, and I had to learn how to take the phone, take the phone away, you know, and say, Lord. And I, and I, I promise you, and I wish, I, like I said, I, I, I've seen God touch those people. I saw it happen. I saw him reach out and touch this person. God is able but we, we, we've got to get our minds right. We've got to get our head right. We've got to get in the game. Your, your sports players know this. You have to get your mind in the game. You have to get your mind right before you get out there. You have to understand we're dealing in a fallen world. We're dealing with spiritual forces of the enemy. We've got to take time, ladies and gentlemen, to deflect. We've got to take time to put up our armor. We've got to take our shield of faith. We've got to get into our word. The reason why we get into the Bible is not because we have to. Not just because we have to. It's because we should want to. Why not get access from the best life coach we could ever get anywhere? Why not? And, and, and I'm not, and I'm all for people who are doing counseling, Pastor Sean. No, no disrespect to anybody. But we have the best. We have the ancient of days. We have the one who knows the beginning and the end. We know the one who knows us better. Why? Because he designed us. He designed us. How is he not going to know what we need before we even need it? How is he not going to know how to pr uh, our prayers before? Guess what? Sometimes we don't even know how to pray. And the pastor said amen. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know wh where to begin with some things. But God does. And we can go to our Abba, Daddy, Father, and say, Abba, what do you think? What say you, Dad? I can't tell you how many times as a father, oh, boy, <laughs> As a dad, I can't tell you how many times he's made me look better than I deserve. Oh, you don't want, to, you don't want me to get started. How many times has he blessed me and opened doors and made me look good? How many times has my daughter called and honored me and said, Dad, what do you think? And I've had to say, Yabba, ha, <laughs> Moms, you know, grandparents, uncles, aunts. We got to go to our Abba. We've got to go regularly to him. We've got to make it a habit to enjoy him. And let me say this too. It's not all about heavy stuff. It's okay to say, Dad, thanks for, thanks for bailing me out, Dad. You know, I thank God years ago, God opened doors for me. I wasn't supposed to get a certain bonus at work because I had transferred to another position. I was promoted to another position, and thank you very much. You don't get the bonus. Well, God has something to say about that. My daughter was finishing college and about to get married. But God has something to say about it. 
So I got me a double bonus. Give God praise. Give him thanks. Give him a round of applause right now. Give God thanks. You're going through some stuff. You're going through some stuff. Some people have come to me with some stuff. They, I'm sure they come to, pa, to Diane and, and pa, Pastor Diane and Pastor Sean. I'm sure they come to you guys and Barry. and you know, I, I, They come to you guys. I, you know. You're going through some stuff. But here's the thing. You have a God. You have a God. You have an Abba, Dad, Father. Get out of this mindset, please, dear people. Get out of this mindset that, oh, I got to come to church. No, 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 no. We get to come to church. We get to hear his voice through the word of God preached. Like I said earlier, I lost count how many times Pastor Sean has been finishing my sentences that I had with God the week before. I've lost count. It's the Holy Spirit moving in him. So we come and we enjoy that. That's for you. That's for you. That's for me. I get to hear from God. I get to spend time and hug next. People have said, you know, he loves on people. Yeah, because you're all a lovable. Not only that, you love him. Not only that, he's crazy about you. When I came to this church three and a half years ago, Pastor Sean had a message with my name on it, and he was basically telling me that God's crazy about me. He very, 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 very much loves us. I needed to hear that. We were going through a lot at the time. We had death in the family and a bunch of other things going on. My wife and I had, you know, we were a part of a church, but they were starting to shut down. And we knew that times, things were getting a little crazy. And we came here and we heard and we got to meet you guys, some of your smiling faces. <clears throat> and it was, we were never the same, and it's been great. But... We have to carry that ball forward, guys. And you know what? We don't do it alone. It's not hard. It's not hard. Stop telling yourself that your trials are big. You have a big God. Put him on the throne. Put him on that throne of that problem because the devil wants us. And there is a devil, by the way. Let me, I got to say this. Pastor, I got to say this. We've got to stop ignoring the devil. He's real. Don't ignore that. There are spiritual forces at work in the world today. The news media likes to tell you that the gunmen acted alone. Oh, I beg to differ. Oh, I beg to differ. There are spiritual influences, forces outside of our control. And with all due respect to those of you with advanced education, my daughter's a teacher, I'm the brother of a teacher and a father of a teacher. With, with all due respect to you that have advanced education, that's not going to stand up against the power of the enemy. So we need something, someone who is. Amen? We need, to, we need to get a hold of that thing. And I, I, I don't know that I'm over time. I'm probably, let, me, let me shut this down. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. <clears throat> and this, encaps, this partially encapsulates what I want to say today. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Stop giving the devil, you know, oh, I'm ugly. Oh, I can, I'm no good. Oh, I'm always going to be broke. Stop helping the devil. 
You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He is the author and finisher of our faith. In other words, he starts, when he starts something, God, this God of ours, when he starts something, he has every intention of finishing. He doesn't start halfway and leave you alone. He starts, and if you let him, he will finish. He will finish. They must turn from evil and do good. Self-explanatory. It's not hard to understand. But here's the thing that I want you to run with. They must seek peace and pursue it. And then it goes on, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. We've got to seek peace (laughs) because you know who wants us to run away from it and be away from it. He wants us to fail. So we need to seek God's peace. It's okay to go fishing once in a while. And my brethren said, amen. (laughs) Ladies, my wife loves to go shopping even if she doesn't come home after three hours and not buy anything which doesn't always happen, I know. My, but it's okay. It's her. Do you spend some time, get some rest. This is the season now, summertime, the season of rest. Get some rest. Relax. Make time. Oh, but you don't understand. I beg to differ. You don't know. You don't know what I know. You don't know where I've been. But here's the, th- here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. We need to seek peace. You just, some of you just had a baby. You need to seek your sleep. Turn off that phone. Get away from the social media and get some sleep. You need to get some rest. Do that. Your spirit, your soul needs that. That's up to us. God is able to do wonderful things, but he can't do, he won't do it without us. That's the interesting thing. The thing that blows me away after walking with the Lord for many years is it's not, what he can do, I've seen him do great things. It's the thing that blows me away is that if our attitude isn't right, if, I'm going to say this again, if our attitude is not where it needs to be, we can lose out. And not only that, my bad attitude can affect my wife. Oh, you don't, you're not hearing me. My bad attitude can affect my wife. It can affect my granddaughter. It can affect my daughter. My bad attitude will affect all around me. So the miracle that God wants to do can be blown away because, like Mikael, bad attitude. Don't let that be your story. Don't let that be your story. Because he can't help you with that. That's up to you. It's quiet in here. (laughs) You guys are too quiet. Somebody say amen or oh me or something, okay? (laughs) Pursue peace. It's up to us to do so. Romans Chapter 15. Again, thanks to my audiovisual people, you guys keeping up with me. I appreciate your help, guys. May the God who gives endurance. Oh, see what the words are? May the God who gives endurance. Some of you need that endurance. That's okay. You're in the right place today. Some of you have never heard maybe online or maybe here, some of you have never, you know, you're like, Vic, man, I don't know about all this stuff, God's stuff or whatever. I I was there too one day. But it was a choice that I had to make. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff in New York City. Growing up in New York, my wife and I saw a lot of crazy. So 
it was hard. It was. It had to take God to convince me. It had to take God's spirit to get a hold of us, because we've seen a lot of crazy. We know a lot of crazy stuff, but you know what? God was able to pull it off. Big. And I believe with all my heart this morning, some of you are carrying some things you don't need to carry. Stop carrying. Give it to him. I say this in love. I say this with all due respect. I know you don't know what, some people don't know what you're going through, but he does. And he wants to come and he wants to help you and he wants to see you through. And by the way, sometimes... Sometimes the answer is no. And all my moms and dads and grandpas and grandpas said amen. Sometimes the answer is no. Even when you love your, those little ones, you want to say yes, sometimes the answer is no. I don't know why I'm bearing on this. And, I, and thank you, Pastor, for giving me a leeway here. God sometimes has to say no. Sometimes the answer is wait. I wanted to retire in Puerto Rico many years ago, but if I had done that, I look back now and I know there's a whole lot of things that would not have happened, positive things that have happened if I had my wants. He's a loving dad. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Make it so, people. We got this. We can't lose. We're unstoppable. Please get that in your head because the enemy wants to get you out of that. You're unstoppable. With him and you, you're like David. You're a little guy with a big God. You're a little woman with a big God. My daughter comes to my house and she makes all the sandwiches she wants. She goes into the fridge, she opens it up, and off she goes. She has daddy's permission. You have daddy's permission to go to him and say, Dad, Abba, hey, let's go. I need this. Dad. I like what Diane was saying. You were stealing my thunder earlier. We don't abuse him. Let's let's put it this way. (laughs) Let's talk about this God real quick, and I'm done. He is not a genie in a magic lamp. You know, my former pastor used to say, you know, people go around saying, you know, rubbing the lamp, gimme, gimme, my name's Jimmy. <laughs> that, no, let's get that straight. But understand this, he is not also a, an old man with a beard throwing down lightning bolts on you at every chance he gets. No, he is a loving, a ba daddy father some of you did not know what that was in your life but you have a daddy now and if you don't you can you're in the right place this is the place where people have been finding Abba and if you don't have that this morning you're in the right place Pastor Sean I'm done we love you guys but he loves you more Take advantage of that. God bless. I didn't know John Maxwell was coming today. (laughs) 
Come on, man. Maybe today you need God's presence. I mean, what a reminder. I mean, it was Jerry Seinfeld and uh, John Maxwell got together and came on stage. That's what I kept seeing. But man, just his passion for God, his love for people. And I know he's touched so many of your lives and his wife, Vicki. And uh, I was going to give you guys the opportunity to respond to God today. So you guys can bow your head and close your eyes. I want to speak to those of you who say, you know what? I need Abba today. I need God's presence. Maybe you're a Jesus follower today. And it's just been a long time since you got alone with God. Maybe you've been feeling alone and you're feeling distant and you got so much weight and struggle and so much worry and fear and anxiety and life is throwing the bear at you and the lion. Today's your mind that you serve a big God and you're just going to walk into his presence today. If that's you, just lift your hand high and say, man, I need God's presence today. Just put your hand up in this place. Come on, I need his presence more than ever in my life. I see your hands. Father, we just come before you. God, you can hear us when we whisper. God, you can hear us when we cry. God, you can hear us when we laugh. God, you're just one thought, one breath away. And so today, I pray that our church will be found in your presence. God, help us when people show up here. They don't see us. God, they see you. God, thank you for the, the VIX. God, thank you for just living in that presence and pointing people to that moment. God, that you change people. You remind us today that we're a part of your story. And even though it doesn't go the direction we want to go, maybe it's a no or not yet, but today we just trust you. And so, God, we just lay our lives down at your feet again, just surrender to the, to the one who's in charge, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the designer of our souls. God, we just rest in you today. God, I pray it would be refreshed in you. God, renew our strength and our calling as Jesus followers. Remind us of why we're in this race and where we're going. And even though we don't have a plan in front of us, God, you just promise that next step. So, God, I pray you just draw close today to all of us to follow you. God, I pray for more group people, and that's those of you who say in the room that, you know what, I, I need Abba. I, I need God in my life. I, I came here today not knowing what I came for, but that I recognize I need Jesus. I, I need God in my life. I'm just struggling on my own, but I need a relationship with him. And so today, I just need to put my faith in him. It's making sense. Maybe to have that kind of dad grown up or that kind of family where somebody loved you the way God loves you. But today, there's a God that loves you and came 2,000 years ago on a cross for you. And so maybe today you need to say yes to Jesus for the first time. You say yes to forgiveness and yes to new life. And the Bible says that anybody who calls in the name of Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. So that's you and you need Jesus today. Without anybody looking around, we just raise your hand high and say, man, I need Jesus today. Maybe you're online. I say, I need Jesus. I need a relationship with my Abba Father. If that's you today, will you just pray this prayer and say, Father, thanks so much for sending your best, for sending your son Jesus to love a girl or guy like me. God, thank you for just chasing me down, pursuing me. God, I have my life. God, I'll follow you. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for God one more time. Come on, how amazing Sunday. You know, I'm the pastor of the church, but I'm sure glad I came to church today. That's all I got to say. And uh, I, I want to honor um, the Vicks. So if I have Vicky and uh, Victor come on up here, uh, we'll just jump down here. Um, yeah, give it up for them. I love them. We all love them. Come on up here. We are so blessed that our paths came together. I mean, just incredible. Uh, they've been coming for quite a few years and uh, have played a, really a part of the story of our church in a significant way. And we call them the real life grandparents. I don't know if they love this calling that, but um, <laughs> but anybody they're around, they touch and uh, have a special call. I love that you say hard things with so much grace and love and compassion. There's so many of us that are orphan generation and, and they have just loved so well. And so uh, what I want to do is um, just give you guys an opportunity to be a part of their guys' story because every once in a while, God sends us a family of just champions. 
And, and these guys champion what it is to follow God. Uh, they, they didn't need real life, they had God, but we had the privilege to serve next to them and to see God use them and to live on mission and be generous beyond all belief. Um, some of you guys have been blessed. You don't know who blessed you, it's probably them. Uh, uh, some of you guys have had people praying for you. You didn't know people praying for you. It's probably them. Uh, matter of fact, as they go, they still stay because they're allowing us to bless other people even though they're not here. Uh, it's just incredible, their story. And it's all for Jesus. It's uh, time, value, resources, gifting, just saying God use it. And so we want to give something to you today. Uh, just have a small little gift uh, for some airline tickets, a uh, little $500 to fly people around down to Puerto Rico or family, friends come back and um, visit, um, but just a small little thing. And uh, I know their house is always open. If you want to go vacation to Puerto Rico, come on somebody. Um, they love that. Um, I saw the view from some pictures you posted. It's an incredible place. Um, it's so I know that very people take up on the offer, but we'd love to take up on the offer. And I know that this is their official goodbye, but they'll be back and around. But I want to give some time back to them and just bless them. We talk about prayer and how prayer makes us all difference in the world. And I can't think of anything better to do in this season than just pray over them. Uh, just to just bring God's presence on them. They have, a, I mean, moving to Puerto Rico, I mean, that's a, that's a big move and a lot of stress, a lot of things. But God is... Uh, going to move. And I'm kind of jealous he's not going to move here anymore through you guys, but it's going to move there and the relationships are going to happen. But I'm going to invite, um, if you've been touched by them, by the way, if they've impacted you, made a difference in your life, um, maybe encouraged you, shaped you, ministered to you, will you just stand up? I need your help. We just stand up if they've done, if you've done that in your life, just stand up if that's you. Man, how incredible is this? This is amazing. And uh, I would consider you guys some of the richest people I know and not for financial reasons at all. Uh, I don't know your finances, but rich in heaven. Uh, because each of these people, you've touched their lives, and so many people, they, they don't have this because they're so focused on the here and now, but you're focused on people. And so can we give it up for them one more time? Come on. How incredible. So what I want to do, I'm going to invite Barry to come up here. You guys can keep standing. I'm going to invite Tanya to come up here. And what I want to do is take a moment to pray over them um, and just just let God move in their life. And if you played a part or if you've been impacted by them, God's made a difference through them to you. <laughs> you can come up, look at that, loving all people. Um, but, if, but if you've uh, been impacted by their story and maybe you just want to send them off in a, a special way, I'll invite you as we pray just to come up here and put a hand on their shoulder, uh, put a hand on the shoulder in front of you and just encompass his family and pray for them. So if you guys want to make your way up here, you guys can stand to your feet if you're still sitting down. You guys all stand up. But make your way up here. We're going to pray over them and then uh, we'll be out of here. Father, we, we just come before you in just this special moment of honor. God, we just want to lift up the Vicks. God, we don't take for granted the, just the blessing that they've been in my family, in real life, and really across the kingdom, God. I just, I love the, the vision of, of praying to Abba Father. And that's really the reflection that they have presented wherever they go and whoever they deal with. God, I just look at their lives as an example. So oftentimes we're called to, to go to and run to the scriptures to see the lives that men have and women have led in, in, in just faithfulness to you. And, and Victor talked about that today. But the blessing is, is those, those stories haven't stopped. And I look at this couple as an example of what, what two people being faithful to God can do in changing the world and be a part of their story and invite other people just to find the stories and the purpose that they have in their life. 
God, thank you for just a wonderful example. Thank you for a spiritual father and a spiritual mother that you've blessed us with. Thank you. Dios Padre, gracias hoy. Gracias por tu amor incondicional. Gracias por estos hermanos en Cristo y por su amor incondicional. Ellos tienen este amor, Señor, por, por tu gran poder y amor que has enseñado a los demás. Gracias por su ejemplo de um, servitud y de, de amar a la gente cuando necesitamos lo más. Gracias, Señor. Guía a esta familia, guía a la familia Goicochea a la siguiente aventura que van a tener, Señor. Está con ellos, guíales y, y sigue con ellos. Darles amor a la gente que van a estar y el privilegio que esta gente va a tener de estar en su vida. Pero gracias por el privilegio que ha sido mío de estar en su vida y ellos en la mía. Gracias, Señor. Te damos las gracias hoy. En nombre de Cristo. Amén. Father, we come before you and just pause and just thank you for this incredible family. God, that touched so many lives, God. And I know you have a divine appointment for them set up in Puerto Rico, divine appointment with other family, for other people that they haven't met yet, God, that you're going to make an influence, God. So I pray the kingdom will move forward as they go across the world. God, I pray for real life Puerto Rico. <laughs> pray for souls to be changed, God. And um, God, even though they're not going to be close here, they're always close in our hearts, God. And we love them so deeply. And uh, we're just trying to populate heaven together. Thank you for their call and being passionate to follow you all these years, the ups and downs, the good, bad, and the ugly, God. Just being godly examples uh, in a later season, God. Uh, just leaving the door open, leaving the fridge open, be, wearing the heart on the sleeve. And so, God, I pray that we carry on that example of what it is to love people deeply. God, thank you for the word that Victor preached today that remind us, God, it's not about us and the hard seasons and the easy seasons, God. It's all about you. And I pray that we love people the way that they love people. And God, that we would just care for the one thing that's going to go to heaven here on earth, and that's just people. So God, thank you for loving on us. God, thank you for their testimony. God, I pray for wisdom. I pray for just wisdom liberally on them, God, as they make this move. I pray for strength. God, I pray for just a, an incredible season, God, of, a, of personal growth and refreshment. And just use them, God, to further your kingdom, God, down in Puerto Rico. God, we love you. We thank you and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Love you guys so much. Well, if you guys uh, can take a seat, just get back to your seats. Man, if we just love people half the way they love people, you know, it's incredible. Love you guys. Thank you so much. But I don't encourage you guys to be generous as, um, as God leads you to be generous. You know, we get to play a part of the story. And uh, I'm thinking, man, in my later years, I'm like, man, can I, can I just be a little bit like that, you know, just impacting people. And so I would encourage you, um, live, live generously not just with your finances, but with your life. Open your door, play part of the story. We've got life groups going on, different things, but be connected. Uh, don't do life alone. We can miss this whole thing being so busy doing nothing, you know, just doing the chores of the world or working um, our, our earthly business, but not our heavenly business. And so I'd encourage you to play part of the story. Uh, if you're new with us, man, church is a gift to you, and uh, it was a gift for us as well, obviously. And I encourage you to uh, be faithful in generosity. Uh, there's two ways to give, and if you call Life Home, you kind of know those ways online or in person. Uh, the bucks are going to pass here in a second. But uh, we're in our season of life groups. We've got our life groups kicking off next Sunday. Tons of awesome groups. I'd love to see you guys get connected, get involved, and uh, not just life alone. We've got an awesome story of uh, somebody getting trained up as a leader. So check this out. Hey.
Hey Church, Life Group signups are live online and there's no better time to get connected than right now. We were meant to do life together in relationships with one another and there's no better way to do that than in a life group. And I wanna introduce one of our amazing new life group leaders. She's gonna apprentice through the summer semester to lead a life group in the fall. She's the one, she's the only, Tanya Taylor. Hi guys. Very excited for this opportunity this summer, and we'll see what um, I'll get to learn. It's awesome. We are so excited for you, too. Hey, why don't you go ahead and share with everyone how Life Groups has impacted you? I would say um, joining a Life Group with women empowered me to have other women support me, mm -hmm. cheerlead me on, and just be there for a cry or laugh. Um, I would say one of my favorite people right now is a former leader, and I can just call her up and cry or go out to dinner with her and just everybody that has been in my life groups I know in a heartbeat I can message them and just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. I mean, one of the main concepts of life group is to be in relationship with other people, to feel connected, to feel needed, to feel known. And one of the most selfish things we can do in life is to do life alone. You need someone in your corner to support you, to encourage you, to call on the phone and cry with or laugh with. And uh, that's the whole reason we do life groups here. So um, why don't you go ahead and share why you wanted to lead a life group this? Um, I would say the way that I was poured into, I feel like I am able now to do that to some other women and mamas that just need time with another girlfriend, another mom to just talk with somebody that understands where you're walking through. And I think I can do that. I, I'm in a good spot that I can cheer another person on and have great mentors to lead me through that way too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we are so excited for you. I can't wait to walk through the summer semester with you and onboard you and apprentice you to be a life group leader. God's gonna do great things through you and we're excited for that. Well, hey, now is the best time to sign up for a life group. If you heard Tanya's story and are feeling maybe a tug or a stir in your heart to lead a life group, I encourage you to lean into that. I would love to meet you, to chat with you, to see what leading a life group would look like for you and help you get started on that onboarding process. And hey, maybe you heard Tanya's story today and you're feeling like you need some encouragement, some connection, somebody to be in your corner and root for you. Man, dive on into that. Join a life group. We have so many groups to offer this summer. We have a women's group. We have a serving group, a fitness group, a biking group. We have a group where you can bring your own meat and throw on the grill. Basically, you can't go wrong here. You've also got a freedom group that's really going to help you get past your past. So hey, life groups are for you. We are for you. We can't wait to connect with you in a life group this summer. Hey, who's excited for life groups coming up? Come on. It's gonna be awesome. So I want to encourage you guys a couple things. Uh, Victor, I should have had you speak the last four years because that was incredible. Kicking myself right now going, wow, missed out a lot of gold. Um, man, amazing. There is a, uh, a poster out there in the, in the hub for the sign. Just put notes on there for them. Also for life groups, there is cards out there. You can check out all the groups. So next week, I encourage you guys to be back. Uh, we have um, really a spiritual hero in my life. Um, he's one of those guys that we would not be here. I would personally not really be in ministry. This church would not exist without this man. He's never actually been to our church. He's been busy launching churches and doing incredible stuff in Kansas City. His name's Dan Sutherland and an uh, incredible man of God. And so if you can make out next week, I'm sure you're going to be blessed. So remember guys, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Have a great week.